Hello! Welcome to Almost As Good As A Boy, an Enid Blyton podcast. Are you almost as good as a boy? Well, I am a boy. I'm not a boy, so I guess I'm not as good, according to Enid Blyton. We're going to go through her books, chapter by chapter, discussing them as we go. On our journey, we will come across themes that have some outdated views that we do not condone, and we will aim to discuss these as fully as we can, though we admit that we will not always be able to cover everything. Grab a sticky bun, a bottle of ginger beer, and sit down and relax. Join us for the ride. Just as a quick note to anybody who tried to listen to this uh, episode before 11.17 on the 25th of um, April. I completely messed up and I put our intro halfway through the episode. Uh, now sorted, hopefully. So uh, back to the show. Thank you. Hello and welcome back, everybody. Hello. Uh, I hope that you're all well. We've just noticed that we've got our core, like, five listeners again with our last episode and i would love to refer to you all as our famous five Eh? (laughs) it's a good joke don't look at me like that i'm leaving goodbye we have our own little famous five i love it i wish we had all of their names so that i could refer to them all just like enid blyton would do um, we have two of their names. Do we? Yes. How? Well, because we know one of them is Esther and one is my sister. Well, no, actually, we don't. <laughs> because Amy hasn't caught up yet, so it isn't she her. She will be one of our... Well, but yeah, but then, then it'll be the gonna... six. Then it'll be six, so that doesn't work. Well, yeah, but it's hopefully not going to stay at five forever. Well, no, true. But... Otherwise, the Patreon's <laughs> going to have to have... <laughs> ridiculously high costs mm. well yeah <laughs> be a supporter at £100 a month please need the money <laughs> only 100 gold membership <laughs> 600 <laughs> Um, yeah but no so Amy hasn't caught up yet so she's not one of the five and also Esther she's given up on us I think she might have done not because she doesn't enjoy it but I think with how busy she's been with like selling her house and everything like that, I don't know that she's listened like for a while because I haven't been sending her the episodes each time, which I normally would do. But I haven't done that for the last sort of month, so I doubt that she's actually listened by herself. If you have, Esther, I'm very really sorry for underestimating you. Thank you so much for listening. I should do another um, promo. You should do another promo. Oh, yes, on, uh, so like, Instagram. Yeah, I need to actually do that as well. Mm. Um, I mean, it's all well and good. Are you making this terrible, terrible joke? I, sh- I said it, terrible. You shouldn't do it. Terrible joke. You're our famous five. Mm. Currently might be dated within a few weeks when people catch up and people listen. Yeah. And those people will be like, oh, I should have found the podcast sooner. Because they should have done. You know, not our fault that some people don't have taste. Um, What's going on in this chapter anyway? (laughs) Yes, let's go to our synopsis. So, we are on chapter 11, off to Kirin Island. Wow. Because they haven't done that yet. (laughs) So, last chapter, if you will cast your minds back, we found out that Uncle Quentin sold the box containing the map of Kirin Castle. Ah, but not just that. No, not just that. Also, the entirety of Kirin Island has also been sold. Surely you can fetch a pretty penny for an island. 
We probably can, but who's doing the synopsis? Dear. <laughs> um, yes. As I was saying, as I was saying, he's also sold the entirety of Kieran Island to an antiques collector who wants to build a hotel. <laughs> In chapter 11, George has calmed down and the children are planning their staycation on the island by making a list of supplies. George finds herself thinking how nice her cousins are compared to her, and she feels glad that they're helping her become a better person and knock her corners off. Uh, but as Julian says to her, it's not really her fault because she's an only child. So, you know, that says it all, according to him. Um, the next day, the children depart for the island and Julian almost loses their map. Timmy saves the day, however, and they land on the island and unpack their stuff into the uh, room in the castle that they sheltered in from the rain before studying the map. They decide to search for the dungeon entrance, and Timmy tries to help too, but just gets in the way, really. And the chapter ends with the children searching hard for the hidden dungeons and feeling very excited and hopeful. So there we go. That's our synopsis. Am I allowed to speak again? You are. <laughs> cool. Thank you for asking. <laughs> it's a good thing What's-His-Name has calmed down after the last chapter, because I'm just about calmed down after the Moshi GP race. Yes. Unfortunately, this this recording is coming off the back of quite a emotionally charged MotoGP race. So sorry if none of you are motorbike racing fans. Um, Troy is uh, livid at the moment, so he might be a little bit grumpy in this episode. Apologies. Oh, it's my thing. Mm. I'm going to take the phone away from you. Yeah, probably a good idea. And I'm going to give you the book. Thank you, if you would. And I'm going to lament... The, the Australians are terrible in motorbike racing. No, they're not. Don't. Any um, um, Australians listening, I do not condone his views. So I love you. But, uh, yes. Seriously, Jack Miller sucks. <laughs> I quite like him. He's a git. Just because he knocked your rider off. He made a move that was never going to stick. Well, no, it clearly didn't. But sadly, Mir merely got in the way. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> yeah, let's just carry on with um Yeah. You're doing a very good job of uh acting like George in the last chapter. Good. <laughs> I'm sure she would be angry too. I'm sure she would. Doesn't take much to set her off. But uh, yes, chapter eleven, off to Kieran Island. Again. So Julian and George uh left the tool shed <laughs> to go find the others. Uh, who are waiting for them in the garden. Everyone's upset, everyone's distraught. And Anne says that she's awfully sorry about George's Island, which uh, Dick says he is as well. And bad luck, old girl. I mean, old boy. So, yeah. Um, oh, here we go. George smiles and says, I've been behaving like a girl. I'm half ashamed. Only half Ugh. Oh, yes, because only girls have as I said last time, have emotions and ever get upset Absolutely. about something. The only emotions yeah. men have is anger, like yeah. anger at the Australians. <laughs> yeah, only women would get upset about something that's perfectly understandable to have an emotional reaction to. Men just do the healthy thing and bottle it up inside until it comes out in like violence and assault. Like Jack Miller did to Joanne Mir last year <laughs> when he grabbed him by the head. <laughs> Look... He's a bad person. Our listeners did not come here for motorcycle news. Well, <laughs> that didn't 
I didn't get the memo. <laughs> so why? Why? Why do we do it on a Sunday oh, then? Oh god! Why do we do it on a post post race on a Sunday? Sundays didn't used to be post race days. Yeah, but you you know they're always going to be post race yeah, days. Well, on Sundays. Much as I enjoy motorbikes, I like motorbikes. I enjoy the racing when it's exciting, um, and I do like going like physically watching it, and I like riding a motorbike, etc. And I like looking at them because they are pretty. I don't have the same kind of like avid, yeah, like emotional connection to it that you and your family seem to. Wow. Yeah. Um, You'll be my family soon enough. I will be. Yeah. <laughs> then you must. You must. <laughs> Maybe you should just do it your own podcast with my father about uh, motorbikes. Uh, but no, because we have conflicting opinions exactly. on things, and it would devolve into arguments, and that nobody wants that. I don't know. The listeners might enjoy some of the uh, drama. Uh, you wouldn't. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> They'll never speak. We'd go visit him, and it'd just be awkward. <laughs> but anyway, darling, you've gone sidetracked. Continue. Me? Yes. I've got sidetracked. Yes. Okay. You're the one talking about your care for motorcycles. <sighs> anyway, George has been behaving like a massive girl, getting upset Ugh. about things. God. If only she was better, more boy-like. Exactly. Um, Julian, good boy Julian, gets uh, everyone back on track like a boy um, and says that they should make a list of everything they need to take to the island and takes out a pencil and a notebook and Dick at once says, things to eat. Plenty, because we'll be hungry. Yeah. Dick has his head on straight. Dick knows what's up. <laughs> and something to drink, because there's no water on the island. Though, so the island is just like Malta, where they don't have any water. Well, they do now. Though, uh, George reckons there was a well that went right down below the level of the sea and was fresh water, but she's never found it. Fair enough. Wells kind of blow my mind a bit. And that you can just like go down below the sea level and just fresh water mm. right there. Well then. Yeah. Julian wants to take some spades um, because they'll want to wow. dig when they're hunting. for a, When they're hunting for a way down to the dungeon. Sorry, I realised just leaving it as hunting <laughs> didn't make much sense. You will hunt and then we will bury them. <laughs> hunt rabbits. Bang, with a spade. Dinner time. <laughs> I mean, if you can get a rabbit with a spade, like a hare or something, it's going to run away. It's faster than a person, faster than our dog. Mm -hmm. If you can nail that with a spade. But if you can get it off guard. I mean, I have a memory still. I can like... You killed a rabbit with a no, spade, didn't you? No, but I can like, I can still picture exactly that, the situation in my mind from when I was really little, probably about five or six. And we used to have like a problem sometimes with getting rats in the garden. And I remember Dad with like a um, a rake, just like sneaking up on this rat in the undergrowth. He grew up on a farm in Dorset, so he's very practical and a little bit um, crazy. Not crazy, but a little bit less um, of an. He is an animal lover, but he also is very like there's vermin and there are good animals and yeah, but. Um, I remember him sneaking up on this big rat in the garden and just whacking it on the back of the neck with the um, like the other side of the oh, rake, the flat not end. yeah, the flat end to like break <laughs> oh, it. Dear God, yeah, no, to break <laughs> it, to break its neck um, and kill it. So, yeah. And then a sudden smash cut, as if 
nobody would ever notice we'd gone out to buy furniture, but we did. Yeah, um, sorry guys, you're totally unaware, but there's actually been just now about an hour's break because um, as we were recording, I got a message from somebody on Facebook Marketplace about some garden furniture that I'd inquired about that um, they said that we could have if we picked it up now. So we paused. (laughs) We paused the episode, uh, ran off to buy some furniture, came back, set it up in the garden, and now we're back. They were like, buy it now or or you can't have it ever. So we're like, oh no. We had to dive off. And... You had to go measure the boot of the car, ask them to measure the furniture to see if it would fit in it. And then, uh, yeah, luckily they only lived down the road. So, But, yeah, if we hadn't told you this, you'd have never known the uh, the illusion of media. You know? I don't believe in illusions. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the phone back, actually, ah. so that I've got both hands free. Um, but, yeah, so we've now got some, some garden furniture. We've got a table, we've got some chairs, because it's really nice weather, and we're sorting the garden out, and we just thought we want some furniture to be able to actually sit out there. So, there we go. Anyway, back to uh, back to the kids. So... God, he said spades solemnly. How do you do that? He's like, spades. Spades. Ugh. Spades. Yeah. Um. When, you, when you know you're going to lose uh, Knockout West and you have to choose a suit, you're like, ugh, spades. <laughs> you sound like such an old granny. My grandmother would always play whist. She had, um, like, her and her friends would gamble at whist. She had quite a uh, little gambling streak. They would actually gamble with money when they Ooh. met up. <laughs> we used to play it with our granddad, and as far as I know, we didn't gamble. No, I've never actually played West. But... I'm sure you have. I'm pretty sure he's had you play it with me and sister. How do you play it? It's the one where you get your seven cards to start with and you turn over the deck and whatever suit is on there is like the trump suit. Okay. And somebody goes first, they lay down a card uh-huh. and you'll have to lay down the same suit unless you don't have the same suit. Maybe I have. Yeah, okay. Hmm. Maybe I have. Yeah, that sounds familiar now. Um... Oh god, Anne's being stupid. Well, how is Anne being stupid? Spades. Why? Well, because we're going to dig yeah. for treasure in the dungeon. Well, to be fair, you wouldn't expect to need to dig for treasure in the dungeon. Most you might dungeons need to dig can... to find the dungeon. Well, yes, that's in what the ruined castle. But uh, Anne then has a pleasant shiver go back down her back at the thought. Uh, she had no idea what dungeons were like, but they sounded thrilling. Not to the people who had to be in the man. Not to the people who had to be in them. Know, some people might have li- liked them. <laughs> like the guards uh, in the dungeon with like some kind of superiority mm. complex just walking around, whacking the bars, and you're like, ha, yeah, you're in jail, I I'm guess. not. Anne would be the kind of person nowadays, the kind of like trashy white person who goes and has a wedding at like a plantation because, oh, but it's a beautiful location. No concept of, like, the history. Nothing. Just goes over her little dainty head. Yeah. Yeah. White trash. Yep. Be better, people. Um, yeah. Don't go have weddings at plantations just because they look pretty. Not the best idea. Not very, uh, ethical. Ah, but to bring it back on track, rugs. Yes. Because they'll be cold at night if they sleep in that little old room. Rugs. You're gonna Maybe r- it's an old-timey kind of, like, duvet I think it must word. be, like, a word for, like, thick blankets or something. Because 
you definitely you would not just looking cover yourself up in a rug. I shall catch a rug. Just roll each other up in rugs. It's the sort of thing I could imagine like you and your friend Harry doing when you were teenagers and you were drunk. But it's like, oh, I'm just going to curl up under this rug to go to sleep. Sounds but, like something I've done. Yeah. Look, when you're at like a friend's house and there's loads of you sleeping over. Yeah, if they've passed out and you don't know where anything is, it is awkward. Well, no, no, not even that. It's just when everyone's like, well, I want this, like, sofa, I want this. Trying to get, like, a place to sleep is always awkward. Mm. When everyone's like, oh, I've called the bed, I've called the yeah. this, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I've got the floor. Yeah, I remember as a sort of, like, youngish teenager being at a friend's house when uh, they were having a party. I do remember that one of the beds, like, one girl got really drunk and she, like, threw up over the bed but then, like, went to sleep in it anyway. Gross. Yeah. It's bad. Um, yeah, everyone kind of avoided that room. So, <laughs> yes. Um, they're taking mugs to drink from. A few tools, too. We may perhaps need them. What? Tools. Like hammer. Tools. Is Screwdriver. Like, yeah, I suppose. But you think he'd list those out. Tools, Julian, and not a... Like, well, I suppose he's the one board. writing the list. He's just kind of announcing tools so he can fetch them. I guess, yeah. So they've got quite a long list. God, it's like when we were planning for, to walk Hadrian's Wall and we that were like... The hammer we'll take... did come in handy, though. <laughs> we did. No, we didn't even we... bloody need the mallet because yeah. everywhere we camped, the ground was so easy you could just push... The um, pegs in. And we, really, we had boots. Yeah, we could have saved, like, a couple of pounds getting... Like, and we needed to have... Like, even taking as little as we did, our rucksacks were so heavy. They were, like, 16 to 18 kilos. Not that, that heavy when you when you say it out loud, no, but, but after, like, 10 miles, you're like, mm, bit much. Uh, not after 10 miles, after, like, a mile. After you, maybe. Immediately. Every day I put that on, it was like putting on just, like, an anvil onto my back. Like, I just... Putting it on was soul-destroying. Every time we had to put that on and then walk for, like, eight hours with it. Yeah. But it was a good holiday. Like... Would recommend. I would go do it again. I want to go do something like that again. But taking less stuff, because I realised I did not wear as much as I expected. Even though I didn't take very much, but still... I was filthy and sweaty and dirty, and so I didn't really bother putting on clean clothes. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely with lighter bags, I want to go do it again. I don't like how this next sentence is written. At the end of half an hour, they had quite quite a nice long list. I just, it just reads... So, 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 at the end of half an hour... I don't know, that, I, don't, I don't like... How I how that reads in my head. It kind of sounds like we're weirdly stunted. Like within half half. As soon as you'd probably say like after half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. People wrote in fuller sentences, even unnecessarily back then. <laughs> Especially unnecessarily back then. Yeah. George has recovered from her rage. Um, rage and disappointment. Mm. Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> God, back to that again. Um, I'm still angry. Yeah. Uh, apparently the, the others, her cousins, are so calm and sensible and cheerful it was impossible to sulk if she was with them. And then she starts brooding, thinking how she would have been much nicer if she hadn't been on her own so much. Because talking about things to other people does help a lot. <laughs> yeah, a problem at shared. Julian's bent head. <laughs> yeah. What happened to it? <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> a problem shared is a problem halved, George, as people say. Sometimes it's not, though. Sometimes it just makes it worse. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But she likes her cousins because they talk and laugh and are always cheerful and kind. That sounds exhausting. Um, and she wishes that she was like them because she's sulky and bad-tempered and fierce. And it, this is such a sad sentence. No wonder father doesn't like me. Aww. Don't worry, George. I don't like you sometimes. Wow. Poor George. This poor, like, little 11-year-old. You're thinking, like, oh, yeah, no wonder my parents hate me. That's such a sad thing. Do you not... Does that not break your heart? Not really. This little She's an fictional, imaginary child. <laughs> this little fictional she, child feeling that way. It, it's worse that uh, the in the Blighton verse that a child has been created to be hated. Feeny <laughs> Blighton's like, ha, take that kid. I despise my own children. No, she didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Did she have children? Yeah, she did have children. Oh. Huh. Um, yeah. There's an Enid Blyton documentary, I think, or something that I'd like to watch. A blockumentary. <laughs> um, she says that uh, she's George is different from her cousins. They're easy to understand and everyone likes them. But they're making her more like she ought to be. Poor George. Like, no. You... Not everybody likes Anne. Don't be silly. Yeah. And just, you know, people should be themselves. Um, this sentence you're going to love. This was a long thought to think. <laughs> I don't like her Just shut your eyes in despair. She How many like, of these books are there again? Uh, 21 Famous Five books. Obviously a lot of other books by her. 21 Famous Five books. We are nearly at the end of this one, sadly, though. We're going to have, like, 400 episodes on Famous Five. No. No. <laughs> Maybe. God. Um, Julian... 400 weeks of Famous Five. Yes, at least. That's almost eight years of doing the podcast on just the Famous Five. Yeah. Aren't you excited? If we get big, we're going to have to start doing them more often. Well, yeah, we would, obviously. But equally, we don't want to run out of material if we got big. We've got eight years of Famous Five. Yeah, if you were told, oh, yeah, you're going to have your job for eight years and then nothing, wouldn't you be like, uh, maybe I should try and get more work? Well, yeah, but that's why there's the rest of her catalogue. Well, yes, yes, true. But anyway, we're not even there yet. We have our Famous Five listeners, our Famous Five fan club, and... uh, at the moment, I'm happy. Uh-huh. But if you would like to pay us, you know, that'd be that'd be fine too. Um, but no, we're doing this because we enjoy it. No, I'm doing all. it because I was promised money. <laughs> Shut up! No, I'm don't. a sellout. I will absolutely. If somebody wants to sponsor us to do this, I don't care what it is. <laughs> give me that. Give me that cash. Uh, I enjoy it anyway. <laughs> um, but cash. Shut up now. Um, Let's get back to this. Jesus. So Julian sees George thinking very seriously. No wonder Becca doesn't like me. And says, penny for your thoughts. Apparently they're not worth a penny. (laughs) It it, it, it just reminds me of the joke where it's like, penny for your thoughts. And he gives a vague thing. And he asks him again, penny for your thoughts. He's like, I was just wondering why I was going to get that first penny. Oh, right. Um, I've not seen that. Uh, George tells Julian she was just thinking how nice they all are and how she wishes she could be like them. And then Julian, surprised, says, You're an awfully nice person. You can't help being an only child. They're always a bit odd, you know. (laughs) Wow. 
Julian is so well, judgmental. Well, you're going to call her a nicely awful person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just shouldn't make jokes. <laughs> but they take Timmy for a walk, and Timmy's very excited. Uh, Anne says that he must feel pleased to think he's going to be with them for two or three days. I think Timmy is pleased. He hasn't said woof yet, but I think he's pleased. <laughs> um, they go and pack everything. And then uh, Dick asks if they've got the map. But Julian says he has. I put on clean jeans this morning, he said. But you may be sure I remembered to pop the map into my pocket. When did you last put clean jeans on then, Julian? <laughs> if, you, if you've had to, to say fair, it like that, when did you last put them on? To be fair. Hmm. You don't tend to wash like denim that often, so you generally can get wear like a pair of jeans for a week or so. Ew. Well, no, it's not like all <laughs> I guess day. it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, I wouldn't if I was like properly doing lots in it and like walking yeah, no. the dogs and stuff. But like my work, right? My old work, where I used to be standing around a fair bit and occasionally moving around. Yeah, fair enough. I'd use them for a week. Yeah. But these children, oh, sorry, yawning. These children do not work in retail. They run and jump and skip and play and gamble upon the hills and I rocks. mean, it was also like the 40s where jeans were not in high supply. I guess. Man's only got like two pairs. True, yeah. Um, I guess the fact that he's got an extra pair when most of the children reading this were like in the depths of rationing is, uh, yeah, probably sounds quite special. Uh, yeah, Julian takes the map out of his pocket to show that he's got it, and it gets blown out of his hands into the sea. Immediately. Yeah, because Julian apparently has the finger strength of, like, I don't know, a dormouse. <laughs> dormice don't have fingers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all four children give a cry of utter dismay. I don't know what that would sound like. Ah! Like, dismay. When I'm dismayed, I think I'd normally be like... Oh, that doesn't really fit with a cry. Oh! That was terrifying. They row after it. Um, but Timmy is quicker than them. He saw the paper fly from Julian's hand and had heard and understood the cries of dismay. So he ate it. <laughs> no. With an enormous splash, he leapt into the water and swam valiantly after the map. He could swim well for a dog. For his... What's that supposed to mean? Well, like, dogs are good at swimming, but he's especially good, I guess. Well, you can't say, you can swim well for a dog. It does sound a little sarcastic, but I think it's meant to just be like, he's especially good at swimming. Mm. And he soon has the map in his mouth and is swimming back to the boat. Yes, and we know you're a good swimmer too. You're also a very good swimmer. You swim after sticks and balls and all sorts. Yes. Um, if he, I think Odin would make a very good Timmy the dog. Yes, because you are a very loyal beastie as well. True. Um... Anyway, they get the map back, and apparently there was hardly the mark of his teeth on it. He had carried it so carefully, but it was wet. So uh, they check to make sure it's all okay, and then spread it out to dry, and uh, Dick holds on to it. <laughs> so, um, blah de blah they row to the island. We've, we've, we've read about them rowing to the island many times by now. You guys don't... Sick of it. Yeah, you guys don't need us going over it again. Um, something, something, something. Reefs, rocks, sink. sharp bits, getting deftly through them into the inlet. Um, cove, sand, pull the boat up. You yeah, know, you get it. 
And they carry all of the things to the little stone room that they sheltered in. Uh, and hope that nobody's going to come to the island for a while, as it'll be about a week until it's sold. So they take... Uh, yeah, Julian decides that, oh, well, they won't leave anyone to guard the inlet to see if anyone else is coming. To be fair, that's, well, that's one kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. To a week to sell the island, that's not bad. That's some pretty fast lawyer work. I said this last time, actually, yeah. I said that that's nothing like buying a house. Yeah. Very quick. Yeah. Um... The food and drink were in a big box, for the children did not mean to starve while they were on the island. This is what they brought with them. They had brought loaves of bread, loaves of bread, multiples, butter, well, biscuits. Suppose if you got four of you, yeah, a <laughs> loaf wouldn't last too long. Well, no, so. that is true, yeah. Uh, loaves of bread, butter, biscuits, jam, tins of fruit, ripe plums, bottles of ginger beer, a kettle to make tea, and anything else they could think of. Anything else they could think of. So that's that's just like, in your brain, she probably had this um, dictated. <laughs> she had like some <laughs> minimum wage work of writing down and she was laying there back and she's like, you know, a kettle of tea and then she just kind of lay there and just flicked her wrist and like, uh, yada, yada. You know, <laughs> and use your imagination, kids. <laughs> that's quite clever though. Because it it's then means that you can imagine them having all of the things that you especially yeah. like. Like, that's why I think this also worked for me as a kid, because I could then imagine them eating all the things that I liked. So, George and Julian staggered up the cliff with the heavy box. Why shouldn't drink and carry? <laughs> um, they collect their blankets and rugs and everything as well. And think it would be most exciting to spend the night there. I'd find it exciting. Mm. I'd like to sleep in a ruined castle. See, I'm 29 now. I used to read all of these when I was like eight, nine, and upwards. Seven, maybe. Um, and I haven't really changed. I would love to have the Famous Five's lives. <laughs> um, apparently the two girls can sleep together on one pile of rugs and the boys will have the other. So, yeah. Just a pile of rugs. I kind of imagine them nesting like our dogs do, where they just like get well, on top of some blankets and stuff and just like scrape them round and then flop down. Or the, ham- <laughs> um, the hamster. Yeah. Just like nestle in them. True. Um, and then they uh, get the map out and start to study it to see if they can spot the entrance to the dungeons. Um, what does seechingly mean? Where? We've skipped the George Bernard. Ugh, Anne, I don't want to sleep near oh, you. No. She looked so beseechingly. Well, that makes sense. Yes, it does. Well, because the way you were holding it, I couldn't see that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, the um, word beseechingly is just split onto two lines. That's annoying. <laughs> um, Julian finds um, marks uh, for like steps and stairs running under the castle. Um, so there are several ways of getting into the dungeons, apparently. Ooh. And they also see a well on there. Um, everyone's excited. And just decide to start having an explore, having a look. So. Do they not have a plan? No. More Don't be silly. <laughs> so they, uh, Julian picks up his spade and says, let's clear away these weeds and scrape them off of all of the stones so they can examine them because they're apparently looking for like a, a stone with a ring pull in it 
to pull up. Tim got most excited about everything. Uh, he hadn't any idea at all what they were doing, but he joined in valiantly and he scraped away at the floor with his forepaws, sending earth and plants flying high into the air. Genius. <laughs> it sounds exactly like our puppy Hermes. We've been doing some gardening like yesterday and today. And wait, was it yesterday? No, Friday. Friday? I don't remember. Yeah, Friday and today. And he he's a spaniel. And he's obsessed with digging. He constantly tries to dig up the lawn. It's very annoying. But because uh, we've been digging up sort of at the bottom of the garden to make it so level and everything and get the weeds out, he, we have been letting him dig as a little treat. And he's been loving it. He's been going mad, digging into the ground, flinging mess everywhere. He does that. He hit me in the shin with a stone. <laughs> it's just like flung out of the ground. Yeah. But, uh,. Julian tells Timmy off because uh, he's getting earth all over them. So, For being too vigorous. Yeah. My word. Yeah. My word. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they just keep going. Uh, how they all longed to find the entrance to the underground dungeons. What a thrill that would be. And that... All right, don't pat yourself on the back. Yet. Oh, <laughs> God, isn't going to be so thrilling when I write it about that? It is going to be thrilling. Uh, well, of course it'll be thrilling. She can decide it's thrilling for them. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, and that's how the chapter ends with them just like digging up the whole island, basically. Um, and next week we'll have chapter 12, Exciting Discoveries. Hopefully so, that will be quite uh, thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to rate this chapter? God, I, I'm still trying to think of like a funny like, way to rate it. Apparently, Julian I, I was, uh, shakes a clod of earth out of his hair. I was, How many earth clods? I was really hoping you were going to do a bit more on the outro so I could oh, so think of think. a... Fu- I, need, I, needed, I need a time to come up with my material and... You're out of time, I'm afraid. I guess I am out of time. But, you know, as long as I talk and talk and talk, eventually something will come to mind. So, you know. Oh, please don't. I'll um, give it uh, five awful Australian riders out of ten. I don't really accept that uh, rating. Well, I'll give it one out of two. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. So you didn't really enjoy this episode, just, this um, just, chapter, sorry. Again, it was like a almost like a do-nothing one. They kind of, let's go to the island, let's pack and go, and now they're there and they're digging. They're doing, yeah. There's, there's, it's one of those ones where they've just gone to the island. Something else has happened slightly, but Fine. all the exciting things about the going to the island is going to happen next Well, chapter. maybe, yeah, maybe next chapter you'll have some fun because it's an exciting discovery. Well, maybe that chapter you'll say, okay, actually, that one's all right. <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully you're enjoying our... Uh, Adventure with the Famous Five. Um, I don't know about you guys. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, will really they? Know. Will they find the ingots? Will they not? It's it's thrilling, just like the uh, children feel. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a masterfully crafted book. Is it? I think so. I think it leaves you guessing right up to the very end, thinking like, will they? Won't they? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's got an it's got an Australian dollars price on the back of the it thing. Does. Yeah. Eight ninety five, eight Australian £3. dollars. Three pound fifty for for the UK. Dear God, I wouldn't yeah. pay that. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we'll leave it there because you're swiftly devolving into just 
flicking through the book rather than contributing. So, yeah, we'll see you next week, guys. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we're really glad that you're with us. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Almost As Good As A Boy, an Enid Blyton podcast with Becca and Troy. If you liked what you heard, please uh, like, rate, subscribe, review, send us a message. Let us know what you liked, what you'd like to hear more of. If you didn't enjoy it, please don't do any of those things (laughs) unless you want to rate, review, subscribe in all positive ways. (laughs) Hope to see you next week, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.